Morning prayer begins on page three. O send that thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me to thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Benite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, Proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 24, beginning on page 384. Fret not thyself because of the ungodly, neither be thou envious against the evildoers. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and be withered even as the green herb. Put thou thy trust in the Lord, and be doing good. Dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thou in the Lord, and he shall give thee thy heart's desire. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and put thy trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall make thy righteousness as clear as the light, and thy just dealing as the noonday. Hold thee still in the Lord, and abide patiently upon him. But grieve not thyself at him whose way doth prosper against the man that doeth after evil counsels. Leave off from wrath, and let go displeasure. Fret not thyself, else shalt thou be moved to do evil. Wicked doers shall be rooted out, and they that patiently abide the Lord, those shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the ungodly shall be clean gone. Thou shalt look after his place, and he shall be away. But the meek-spirited shall possess the earth, and shall be refreshed in the multitude of peace. The ungodly seeketh counsel against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh him to scorn, for he hath seen that his day is coming. The ungodly have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow, to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such as be upright in their ways. Their sword shall go through their own heart, and their bow shall be broken. A small thing that the righteous hath 
is better than great riches of the ungodly. For the arms of the ungodly shall be broken, and the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the godly, and their inheritance shall endure forever. They shall not be confounded in the perilous time, and in the days of dearth they shall have enough. As for the ungodly, they shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall consume as the fat of lambs, yea, even as a smoke shall they consume away. The ungodly borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous is merciful and liberal. Such as are blessed of God shall possess the land, and they that are cursed of him shall be rooted out. The Lord ordereth a good man's going, and maketh his way acceptable to himself. Though he fall, he shall not be cast away, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the thirteenth chapter of the first book of Kings. And behold, a man of God went from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord, and Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. Then he cried out against the altar by the word of, by the word of the Lord, and said, O altar, altar, thus says the Lord, Behold, a child Josiah by name shall be born to the house of David, and on you he shall sacrifice the priests of the high places who burn incense on you and men's bones shall be burned on you. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord has spoken. Surely the altar shall split apart, and the ashes on it shall be poured out. So it came to pass, when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, who cried out against the altar in Bethel, that he stretched out his hand from the altar, saying, Arrest him. Then his hand, which he stretched out toward him, withered, so that he could not pull it back to himself. The alto, altar also was split apart, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. Then the king answered and said to the man of God, Please entreat the favor of the Lord your God, and pray for me, that my hand may be restored to me. So the man of God entreated the Lord, and the king's hand was restored to him, and became as it was before. Then the king said to the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give you a reward. But the man of God said to the king, If you were to give me half your, uh, half your house, I would not go in with you, nor would I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so it was commanded me by the word of the Lord, saying, You shall not eat bread nor drink water, nor return by the same way you came. So he went another way and did not return by the way he came to Bethel. Now an old prophet dwelt in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel, and they told their father the words which he had spoken to the king. And their father said to them, Which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God went, went who came from Judah. Then he said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he rode on it. 
and went after the man of God, and found him sitting under an oak. Then he said to him, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said to him, Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I cannot return with you, nor can nor go in with you. Neither can I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For I, for I have been told by the word of the Lord, You shall not eat bread nor drink water there, nor return by going the way you came. He said to him, I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you to your house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. So he went back with him, and ate bread in his house, and drank water. Now it happened, as they sat at the table, that the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back, and he cried out to the man of God who came from Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord, and have not kept the commandment which the Lord your God commanded you. But you came back, ate bread, and drank water in the place of which the Lord said to you, Eat no bread and drink no water. Your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. So it was, after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk, that he saddled the donkey for him, the prophet whom he had brought back. So when he was gone, a lion met him on the road and killed him, and his corpse was thrown on the road, and the donkey stood by it, and the lion also stood by the corpse. And there men passed by and saw the corpse thrown on the road, and the lion standing by the corpse. Then they went and told it to the city, told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. So when the prophet who had brought him back from the way heard it, he said, This is the man of God who was disobedient to the word of the Lord. Therefore the Lord has delivered him to the lion, which has torn him and killed him, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to him. Then he spoke to his son, saying, Saddle the donkey for me. They saddled it. And he, then he went and found his, his corpse thrown on the road, and the donkey and the lion standing by the corpse. The lion had not eaten the corpse, nor torn the donkey. And the prophet took up the corpse of the man of God, laid it on the donkey, and brought it back. So the old prophet came to the city to mourn and to bury him. Then he laid the corpse in his own tomb, and... And they mourned over him, saying, Alas, my brother. So it was, after he had buried him, that he spoke to his son, saying, When I am dead, then bury me in the tomb where the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the saying which he cried out by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel, and against all the shrines on the high places which are in the cities of Samaria, will surely come to pass. After this event, Jeroboam did not turn from his evil way, but again he made priests from every class of people for the high places. Whoever wished, he consecrated him, and he became one of the priests of the high places. And this thing was the sin of the house of Jeroboam, so as to exterminate and destroy it from the face of the earth. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. Excuse me. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty. 
praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth verse of the third chapter of Second Thessalonians. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition from which he received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly among you. Nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. For if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person and do not keep company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. A salutation of Paul with my own hand, which is a sign in every epistle, so I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. We'll do the shorter form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not the Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us and make us continually to be given to all good works through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. A couple of uh, thoughts from the King, the lesson from Kings. It seems to highlight the the importance of of the Word of God. First, the word spoken to Jeroboam um, about you know about the the altars, and one might wonder why, when the message is so clear to Jeroboam that these are not pleasing to God, why does he continue to to do to you know to tolerate or to promote this worship? And it's just the, the the temptation of sort of being in power when you're in control of something. It's so tempting to make the act, the accommodation to make things work so things are going well, so things seem to be going well. But the long term, this is always thing about the word of God. It's true. It may take, as it will with, with here, a couple of centuries to come to full fully to pass. But but. And so in, in the short term, it seems like it's working for Jeroboam, but but it but it, it it nothing this contrary to God's word will work in the long run, and the judgment will be borne out. And that's so we have to be aware of in our own lives that temptation when we're in places of authority and power to make an accommodation for expedience that isn't faithful, and 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 it's always a challenge to. Um, you know, to do that. And with that prophet, same kind of thing prevails. God gave the word to him. And it's kind of a warning against when we're clear what God wants us to do, letting someone sweet talk us into something else with, uh, yeah, well, God told me to, or this is the way God, maybe God really meant that. If God's word is clear, and what we're supposed to do is clear, we have to, this is the whole idea of the prophet's supposed to go and come back another way and don't talk to anybody do what you're supposed to do and let people distract you. And this is kind of the the focus of, of, of vocation, which can kind of uh, uh, transition us over to the Thessalonians lesson, where there's this warning against busybodiness and people being lazy. And of course, this gives us a, a clear New Testament sense that while we're supposed to care for those who are in need, we don't, we don't, the church is not supposed to tolerate people who refuse to do what they can to tolerate laziness that, that, that 
people just receive and don't give. And so he says, if they don't work, they don't eat. And, and this, this highlights that in the body of Christ, we have a variety of gifts and everybody works in accordance with their gifts. And we're, we shouldn't tolerate someone just not doing what they're supposed to, what they can do. And that's in our, you know, sort of our family system theory that some of you are familiar with, you know, the, the under-functioning of one part leads to the over-functioning of other parts because they all have to do more now that one part is not doing anything. And a lot of times this passes for a charitable attitude, this toleration of people's, um, you know, lack of faithfulness. And it's not. We have to call people out on things like that. <clears throat> um, but it also can tie into, you know, this idea of the, the and he also, the, the other word, that comes up in the Thessalonians lesson is busybodies. They're busybodies going from house to house. And I relate that to the prophet and kings because the prophet and kings had a clear vocation. He's supposed to go give this word and go back home and don't pay attention to anything else. And the kind of gossip and busybody that can come up in the church where people want to talk about people or what this person did or, you know, or, or stir up the pot about some, you know, faction in church or, or express an opinion. It's all distracting. And I, <clears throat> I was re realizing yesterday, I was talking to someone where, you know, people who are, um, sort of self-absorbed, when you focus on it, it distracts so much. You spend so much time talking about the problem and it takes your mind off of what you're called to do. So it's a, a focus on in, in the Christian life and a life for prayer. There's a lot of distractions, the world calling us to, you know, don't, well, God didn't really mean that. And there are other people who want to draw us into some side conversation about their complaint, but we'll be most fulfilled and most faithful when we focus on what we're called to do and, and to, to, filter out those distractions and not allow ourselves to be distracted from what God is calling us to do uh, and, and work on being faithful in, in that. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. That thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray, by the Holy Church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. It may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, 
we even unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Before I close with the grace, I just wanted to note that um, next week, most of us um, will be, uh, most of our clerical and other staff will be in Orlando at our synod, so I'll not be with you for morning prayer next week. Deacon Bob will remain in town and fill in in a lot of spots. Other times the offices will be led perhaps by lay people, may not be a meditation, but carry on the good work of prayer in our absence. I pray, I, I would ask for your prayers for us in Synod for safe travel and for a um, productive Synod. It'll be in Orlando with things going on Monday through Friday. We'll be back Friday night and be in church the following Sunday, but so, we ask your prayers for that. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good with you all. Have a good weekend and look forward to seeing you uh, in this venue at least a week from Monday. Thank you. Have a safe travel. We definitely Thank will be praying for you. Yes, yes. we will. Amen. Yes, we will. <laughs> Thank you. Sir. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.